Oh, Nate shit. <laughs> Nate Pry. I want to say it up front because if I don't, then I go back and listen to these and I don't know which is which. The, uh, I did listen to about half of, Did you say Naper? No. That's funny, though. I listened to about half of Nate's episode and I we laughed so much at him. He's just a funny fucker. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We got a great one lined up for you. Uh, our first one ever uh, is Nate Pry. Uh, and just an exciting conversation. There's uh, running from the law, jumping out of vehicles as they're moving. There's a fight that ensues. It's really, really fun. And we just had a blast with them. Yeah. I mean, I, I went back and listened to it just now. And I don't know that we've laughed like that since this episode. I mean, everybody's been funny, but Nate is genuinely hysterical. Uh, the stories that he tells, the warmth that he brings to everything. And he just want to, you want to hear more and you want to be around him. It was such a fun to, it was like being back in high school with him again. It was amazing. But I did notice something, Jay, you were using the word implants when you meant transplants, both you and Nate. So yeah, I don't know where that, that, I don't know where that came from. Uh, it was weird and I noticed it multiple times. And I don't know why we said it and I'm sorry. And I apologize. But other than that, I think this is a fun episode and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Welcome to our podcast. This is uh, I'm Jay Wilson. And I'm Joe Arner. Uh, this is a show that we call uh, we're tentatively calling Crimson Sheen because we're talking to a subset, a select subset of people that uh from our from our uh our old days and uh it's it, we'll be interviewing them and talking about our town talking about where we came from and then catching yeah, up i with think it'll people. be a fun project like we're we want to like we want to reconnect with everybody that we haven't seen i mean we're coming up on we graduated in 97 so we're like almost 25 years right amazing uh, and this is the origins of the of the show is Jay came to me with this idea. Let's interview people that we knew. And I just said, wow, that is a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, and here we are. You know, it's it's a testament to Jay's determination. I mean, let's face it, he's a workhorse. <laughs> he's the workhorse of the, the uh, Stroudsburg Mounties. The old 24 blast, man. We wouldn't have been we wouldn't have been alive without it. Well, that's a great intro to our first guest, Nate Pry. There he is, folks. Nathan Pry. Uh, I don't know your middle name. Do you have a middle name? James. Nathan James Pry. Nate was someone we went to school with back in Stroudsburg. We didn't go to school our whole school career. Nate was an implant from I want to say Virginia. Uh, was that was it from Virginia? Mostly Virginia. I actually came there from Buffalo, New York, but we were only there one year, so right. pretty much from Virginia. Yeah, Nate traveled around a little bit because his dad was a really successful football coach, and their careers, you know, kind of forced him to move a little bit. So, what what year did you come to school? Like sixth grade, seventh grade, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I um, I remember when I moved there from Buffalo, my schooling was so off because we went from West Virginia to Virginia to New York school systems so quick that I had to stay back. So I got to Stroudsburg in sec sixth grade and it was my second trip in sixth grade, which of course I didn't tell anyone there when I moved there that this was my second go around in sixth grade. <laughs> That's why you were so tall. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's why I got my license first. That's right. You got your license first. I forgot about that. You were like that kid yeah. that had their license their sophomore year. Yeah, like I was early. a sophomore driving, man. And people were like, dude, how old are you? Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> uh, a little background for those who don't know, but why would you not know if you're listening to this? Uh, Stroudsburg is in Pennsylvania. It's in the northeast part of Pennsylvania. It's in the heart of the Pocono Mountains. It's about, I don't know, it's like an hour and a half outside of Philadelphia in New York. I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but it's like, I think it's this cool kind of connection of like old school Pennsylvania mine towns, but like with some city flair and culture kind of thrown in, like, cause we have the colleges and we have the, you know, the city so close, but we also have that like hardcore kind of old school redneck, maybe not redneck. I don't know what you call it, but you know, we have like salt of the earth kind of pencil people, Pennsylvania stuff going on. A lot of transplants. That's what I remember, you know, from all different areas right. uh, coming in. People like Nate coming in from uh, Buffalo. Uh, and uh, just to uh, talk about uh, your schooling, I, I always kind of remember you as being a bit behind. So uh, <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding, Nate. <laughs> uh, you can tell how excited yeah, I, I am to see you, man. <laughs> I did spr- I did sprinkle in a wood sh- an extra wood shop and a metal shop here and there. So. <laughs> well, it seems I'm just gonna jump right out. It seems like you're you've developed a very strong Southern accent that was not there when we went to school. Has oh really? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember you sounding exactly like that. Man, I remember when I got down here uh, to Southern, I'm in Lafayette, Louisiana. And when I got down here with the UL Raging Cajuns, I was the assistant strength coach. And I started working on my master's degree because it came, I got a free opportunity to get that for free. And uh, the guy, one of the longtime kinesiology department heads uh, at, at UL said, he was telling people, you know, he really liked me. He was a good guy. And he said, uh, you know, get it. Get as much of Nate as you can now. He told a few of my training clients because he'll be gone in three years with coaching. You know, he knew that he knew the industry pretty well. And it's funny because everyone that knows him says, oh, yeah, remember when Wendell Gatch told me uh, that you'd be gone in three years? It's it's like 22 years later now. And I got I got a family and a couple businesses and kids and just kind of uh, didn't didn't work out that way. But uh, it's nice down here, though. But uh I probably have developed it, I guess, since it's been two decades, man. Uh, this is what I remember about Nate, too. Nate was always such a great storyteller. Like, he always told yeah. great stories. And that's why everybody really liked him. I would dare say he's one of the best-liked guys uh, from our high school years. There it is. There it is. You feel good about that? Out of all of your accomplishments, <laughs> Nate. <laughs> yeah. He was easily... I don't, it's not a dare. He was easily the most likable. <laughs> Let me... Let me see if I can get Joe Warner's face in that quote put on my wall here somewhere behind me. <laughs> my word means a lot. I don't know. If you... <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I really enjoyed it. I love Stroudsburg. I tell people all the time that are like, you know, the majority of people with SAD are when they reflect on their high school years, it's like, oh, you know, I loved college, high school. And I'm like, dude, I loved yeah. high school. Right? I mean, I loved it. I look back on it and I loved college too, but there's nothing I would change about Stroudsburg, man. It was just rustic enough. There was enough of a melting pot of people to where there was a lot of different groups and variety of life kind of all sprinkled in. And uh, you just got a little bit of everything. You got a, a hint of New York and a hint of Philly and a hint of Altoona, which is where my parents are from. So I kind of, I felt some of that in there too. So it was like, 
I just really enjoyed it, man. I loved the hills too, and I thought it was really pretty. I haven't been there in a few years, but um, I hope I'm sure it's still the same way. Uh, I I was over there. I was up there this past summer. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, if this is being listened to at any point in the future, this is the end of 2020. So we've gone through some some uh, a rough year here. So which kind of is the reason why we're yeah. doing this? We're <laughs> we're probably <laughs> been inside for a little bit. I think this is probably where it came from. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, it's still, I mean, it's a lot has changed, but there's still the same kind of folks there. And, uh, yeah, I love growing up there. And, um, uh, also, uh, this is not this, this show or this, whatever we're doing here is not about hearkening back to our glory days or anything like that. I am a very happy person, uh, right now. I don't, uh, I don't need to go back to high school, but, uh, it is just a, it's just kind of a celebration of where we came from. Yeah. I, you know, I don't have a hard time saying that high school was really fun. It doesn't mean that the rest of my life wasn't fun. I think Strasbourg was really, really fun. Like it was a great place to kind of go to school and hang out. I mean, I, I get that not everybody had that same experience. Uh, we're probably, maybe we're unique in that. I'm we're probably sure. alienating a lot of people who are listening. Yeah, people are listening and going, fucking hated those guys in high school. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably going nate prime the most liked guy come on give me a break <laughs> well that's i mean really though nate did reach out he was the reason he was most liked is he kind of dabbled in all different yeah, groups right. like he didn't have like i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't say that we definitely necessarily had a group either but like there were groups in our high school and i think that all three of us sort of intermingled with all of mm-hmm. them uh but nate was really he had the whole he had the athletic thing, right? So Nate was a very athletic kid, um, maybe not as much as me, but he <laughs> he was, uh, no, Nate was a very good athlete. Uh, we used to battle sometimes on the field. Uh, I remember, God, I remember wrestling with Nate once or twice, which is unfair because I'm not a wrestler. But I remember, because like, you know, you'd wrestle with your friends, but like every so often you'd wrestle with an actual wrestler, which sucked because they would always just beat the hell out of you. <laughs> And because they knew all the movies, they had schooling, they were trained. Were you a, you were a wrestler, Nate? I don't remember that. Yeah, man, I was the captain of the wrestling wow. team the football team. It was fun, man. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm not, they um, I actually, it's funny, it, it's funny. Jay says that I, I played football at Bloomsburg after that, and um, I was like the weakest of most of my college roommates. And uh, but we would get in usually alcohol fueled wrestling matches at night sometimes. And I was the only one with a wrestling background and they would just get so frustrated with me, just like Jay just said. I remember one time I got you once, like, I don't know what, we were at your house. And I remember this cause it was like one of the proudest moments of my life. And I had somehow like, I don't know if I'd, I like, I had you and I was like, I'm not letting go. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one time in my life I have this fucker. <laughs> Dude, I remember your house very well, man. And I remember your car. I always thought your car was so cool, man. Is that car still sitting in the driveway somewhere by any chance? What, the old Volvo? Yeah. Yeah. No, I. what did I do to that? I, I can't remember. But yeah, I had a sweet, I had a sweet. That thing was cool. Like 240 had- Volvo, boxy but good. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, had, it had like an old, like somebody who had a previously had a suspension put in it to like, to pull trailers, but I could actually like slowly make the ass go up and down. I could make it drop. 
kind of. <laughs> we took it. We took it to the McDonald's All Star Game practice. Oh yeah, we were on that McDonald's yeah. All Star Game thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah, we went to McDonald's All Star Game practice together in that thing, man. I was scared for my life the whole way down the interstate. It was floating like a freaking ti- like the Titanic, you know, <laughs> left and right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah nate and i played in that that mcdonald's all-star classic that was really funny that was you me and klaus and chromie right i want to say i think it was us four yeah yeah i didn't play fun, sports man. joe just happened to be the biggest fucker in our class and decided not to play football also my best friend and i was on the team and i was like what why just come out and stand there <laughs> He was like a red oak in the hallways. It was like, dude, this guy's a monster, man. Put some pads on him for the love of God. I didn't. I didn't want to move. I mean, I didn't want to run. Come on, give me a break. I mean, it probably wouldn't have worked out, but it would have been mm-hmm. fun. There was a time. Do you remember this, Joe? Where, like you were like we were at the Jersey Shore, and I said, "That's it, Joe. You're going out for football this year." And you were like yes let's do it and the next morning like we went running for about five to ten minutes <laughs> and that was it i think the only reason i thought of joining the football game uh with the football team uh is i don't even have the terminology right the football team is um uh i didn't i never could like have girls that were attracted to me and i thought maybe if i was on the football team <laughs> they'd like me <laughs> uh and, Okay, so there are some things that I remember about Nate. So um, I do remember you lived in Penn Estates, right? And there was always this mystical element around the Penn Estates crew because they always got together. Oh my God. Dude, it was it was fun in there, man. We had our own little basketball court yeah. and swimming pool and stuff, and it was gated, so it was like we were behind the walls. But I mean, our house was average. My, I mean, my, my mom was a teacher. My dad coached at ESU. I mean, we you know we were average income, but it was so funny because on our same street, Michael Strahan had a house too. So in Penn Estates, like. It was so interesting because you would have average houses and then you would have like, you know, people that have summer homes from New York with these mansions in there. And um, but the group of kids in there, it was fun because you really did feel like you could bike or walk anywhere around that whole little community. And it was a it was a big community. Um, But because you were inside the walls, something felt safe about it, you know. Yeah. And it was was like Janine Marino, Kim Marsh. uh, Joe, Joe Strom, uh, Strom, Stromboli. <laughs> Joe, uh, Joe, Joe Stomley. I remember. Yes. Joe Stomley. Oh, oh. Um, Kevin, Kevin Laurie was in there until oh, he moved. Kevin which Laurie. Was fun. Yeah, I forgot about Kevin Laurie. Yeah. And then it was like uh, P- Mike Piancone and uh, that whole group of guys, Rob uh, something. Um, Mike Piancone. But really good. Oh. Yeah. It, it, I, wait, maybe. I could be getting my names wrong. It's been a while, but um, no, not Mike Biancone. Anyways, it was a fun group in there, man. It was, it was, it was fun. I remember there being like a mystique about Penn Estates because it was, first of all, it was all the kids that like, just like we were talking about, it was a lot of the kids that moved from New York or Jersey or someplace. So like we didn't. Tons of implants. Yeah. And also it was like when you went there, yeah, exactly. Like you're saying like, there was always kids playing basketball. There was always kids at the pool. I remember going to a dance there, like with, yeah. I want to say, uh, Jackie Monahan. Is that a real person? Is that a real person? <laughs> yes, it's a real person. Yeah, no, I was like, more am I getting the name right? 
And uh, I remember just thinking that this has to be the coolest place ever to live. Cause it was like, it had kind of like a dirty dancing feel. Like you guys had all your yeah. own stuff, you know, like it was all. Yeah. And we, um, you know, what was really cool about it was working there. I worked for the management company um, at that basketball court. And so for like three hours in the evening, they were trying to avoid graffiti and stuff. They just wanted somebody in an MLS shirt down there. And that was the name of the, co the company. But like there was kids. Oh, 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 oh. Jen Miano and her sister lived in there. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I think her, her sister, Missy, was friends with my older brother. And she uh, she lifeguarded in there. Oh, wow. And like everyone would go to that pool. Kim Marsh, Jenny Marino, Jackie. Like it was a. Uh, I had crushes fun, on man. all of it. Was, those it really was. <laughs> yeah. They, um, they, uh, you know, here's the thing though. Have you guys been through Penn Estates? Because I haven't heard the best things about it in the last decade. No, not. But I can't. I can imagine that it kind of fell into a little bit of state of disrepair. I mean, a lot of Pocono communities did. You know, like. Well, that one. Um, I saw a video that one of my younger brother John's friends had sent he was driving down our old street and no exaggeration there were scattered uh trailers in between the lots wow. where the houses were oh man so um i mean still the trees and i'm sure it's still pretty but um it was something dramatically changed in there from what i've seen and heard recently but kind of yeah. makes me sad do you why can i ask you this i remember that you're and maybe i don't know if this is there was a reason behind this, or maybe I'm not remembering it correctly, but didn't like your house have to be shown every so often for some reason? I remember being there. I don't know if it's because you were selling the place or you had like a model house that like people had to walk through and look at. No, but we, we did have it for sale for a while before we moved. Oh, maybe that's so what it, it was. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you had a beautiful place. It was kind of like right on the lake and you were kind of off away from everybody a little bit. Yeah, we were the last one, the last house developed across from the lake. So it was all woods around us, man. Like we have some of our greatest memories as a family are on that back screened in porch. We talk about it all the time. Oh, and I had a hell of a party there. As a matter of fact, Jay, you you slept in my dad's new lazy boy. And the next with I, I don't remember who, but the next morning the, the front right leg was busted off. And I had to explain that shit to Coach Fry, man. I was just like, oh, <laughs> Hey, you know where I slept uh, at that party? On the driveway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. That was that was pretty fun. I also remember we had a, a lot of people there and beer pong was going on. And next thing I know, I come down from upstairs and the security cop was playing beer pong from <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah. He came in and was playing beer pong down there, which was hilarious. That was a good party. I remember that party. Uh, I remember. I actually re yeah, man, I, remember that party pretty well. I don't know if you remember me being there, but I remember you. I do. You, I remember you in the driveway. I remember sleep, you sleeping in the because, driveway. Because you know why? Because I ended up, I did end up in your basement and I felt like I was going to throw up. And I remember you saying, Joe, get out of the basement and get out of the house. Please don't throw up in the basement. Like th there was sheer terror in your voice <laughs> that this monster is going to destroy your basement. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember being like upstairs. Maybe I was passed out in a lazy boy or I was just sitting somewhere and Nate coming up to me and going, Jay, Joe's in the driveway and people need to move their cars. And anytime somebody gets near him, he's just swinging at people. 
<laughs> you need to go get him out of the <laughs> So I'd like to officially apologize for my behavior that night, <laughs> 30 years later. Oh, man, that was so fun. Oh, what a good time. Man, I remember uh, speaking about Penn State, and we brought up Jen Maiano. She was like my, uh, she was like the golden star for me, man. And uh, she picked me up one day to go to school. I was a freshman or sophomore, and my mom was like, "I don't, I don't think I want you going to school with somebody older like that." I'm like, "Mom, no, it's not that. She lives in here. She's gonna take me." I was so nervous when she picked me up in her little pickup truck that I, I, I wasn't shutting the door properly. I had to, I had, we got inside. And I was holding the handle open while I was trying to shut the door. And I was like, sweat was coming down my brow. And I'm like, I think something's wrong with your door. She's like, what? You gotta let the stupid handle go for it to last. <laughs> you were just holding, oh my gosh, that's hysterical. But anyways, though, man, yeah, I haven't, uh, one, one thing I find is that when I talk to people that still live in Stroudsburg, everything's kind of really fresh to them still because you drive by the mall and you remember things that mm -hmm. happened there or you drive by, you know, you drive out, what was that 611 that went out towards Snydersville and uh, 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 Snydersville? 209 right? probably. Two, yeah, 209. Business and, route 209. Uh, there are a lot of business out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was one truck. Yeah. There was one trucking business. So they, <laughs> Peterbilt. Pocono Peterbilt yeah. was always. That was Joe's little team. team. That was your little league, wasn't that your little league team? Uh, no, you were on Penn Stroud, weren't you, Jay? I was on Gray Chevrolet. Uh, Gray, oh, yeah, they were solid. Yeah. I was on Best Supply. We didn't even have enough players, uh, so they had to split us up. Yeah, you were on a, they got, were yellow, right? You were on a yellow team, I want to say, yeah. We were so bad, and we didn't have enough players, and I got put on either Gray, I got put on the best team in the league for the last game because we didn't have enough players to field a team anymore. So we were like, oh, for whatever. Next thing I know, I get this call. I get a New Jersey. I go out and play in the outfield for like three innings on one for one game on some team, and I end up with a trophy for first place. <laughs> yeah. It was easy. Yeah, man. Great show the way. used to run it. And then you played with us. I want to say my dad coached, because I remember your dad hitting fly balls to us at ESU field one day. Uh, yeah, yeah. We I, I played for I played a little while after that. I, I um I started running track. I ran the eight hundred at Stroudsburg High School my freshman year, and I cracked the four by eight team. And we went to districts and stuff like that. And then I started getting bigger for wrestling and football and slower. And my sophomore year I ran, but my time went down a couple of seconds. And my freshman year was really good, and then it got worse. And by the time my junior year came around, I remember I went down to uh what is it, Ross Stadium now or whatever? Ross Stogaita Stadium, yeah. I went down to the stadium and I clocked myself in the 800 because I was like, you know, 11 or 15 pounds heavier. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to go out there and continually get worse <laughs> as, as I'm getting bigger. So I cashed in my track shoes at that point and just did wrestling and football after that. Uh, I remember you doing track freshman year because that like puts you in a very uh, – well, it jumped you into like a coolness echelon, like you now, because the people on your four by eight team were like sophomores and juniors. And it was like yeah. Rocky Streck and I want to say yeah, Brandon Rice or Jared Wolf, like yeah. a couple guys like that. And uh, yeah, so you already had like all these cool upperclassmen friends that you were well, rolling with in freshman year. Like you immediately did it as soon as you walked in. So, so first of all, like there's not too many people that just do stuff because they love to run. I'm one of those people. I don't like to run, 
But when Kim Spezial was in the picture and I was a freshman, I was like, I'm going to go run track. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's funny. Kim Spezial, she'll never listen to this, but I would just say she's like the one person that like, Everybody that I've talked to quietly had a crush on Kim Spezial and never said Wait, a thing. Now, let, me make, let me make sure I got the right. She was our year, right? And she had that kind of like, she lived with where the horses, they had a horse barn and a house. Okay, yeah, it's Kim Spezial. I'm thinking yeah, yeah, like everybody had like, because I went to elementary school with her. I mean, everybody was in love with her, but like nobody, nobody dated her, nobody talked to her, but like li- everyone was quietly in love with Kim Spezial. It was really fun. You're like, what do you got to do? Do I got to be a horse? Like, and she was, it wasn't like she was standoffish. She was really nice and sweet. Like, oh, she was super had nice. any of us actually talked to her, it would have been great. <laughs> I do remember Joel, Joel Smith, real quick, real quick. We were at a party at her house. He was running full speed from me. I don't know how we ended up chasing each other. He ran straight into the electric fence that went around her horse yard. <laughs> and it electrocuted the shit out of him because he was wound up in it and it just kept electric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's great. <laughs> uh, Nate, I remember you uh, with Elisa D'Angelo. Is that right? That was a long... Dude, she, when, I, when I think about high school, man, she's like the, one of the first people yeah. that pops in. I think it was two or th- two or three years we dated. It didn't end great, but it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> yeah, I remember Elisa. You, did you ever date Kim, too? Was Kim in the picture? Or no? Uh, Speezy Al, not really. No, no Rod, 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 Rod Rodriguez. No, no. no I don't no, know why I, I thought that. No, I was, I was with Elisa a really long time, man. And then she kind of started, you know, getting that eye from the older kids. You know, you know how you kind of had these girl, these girlfriends, and then all of a sudden you get into the thick of high school, and there's like guys two or three years older. They're like, oh, yeah, let me go down and cherry pick from the sophomore class. You want to be like, dude, stick to your own kind up there. <laughs> Stick to the senior hallway, bro. We got our girls down here, man. We must be. That's funny. <laughs> uh, I remember there was some kind of broken leg incident, sledding, and uh, uh, oh, at bushes at the yeah, at the golf yeah, course. Yeah, I was there. I remember it clearly. First of all, do you guys remember bushes? Bushes was awesome. It was an old golf course. It was great to play in the summertime. It was in Scioto, and they used to. I don't know who did it, but somebody every year would truck out a car hood. And when I say car hood, it's a literal huge piece of sheet metal that came off the front of a car. It probably weighed 200 pounds. And we would, somebody tied a rope to it and kids would, you know, we'd pull it up the hill and then like six or seven of us would get on it and we'd fly this thing down the hill. It was like extremely unsafe, but- It was a broken leg waiting to happen every single year. Oh my gosh. But it was fun though. I mean, it was like a rite of passage. But I do remember Elisa getting hurt. Yeah. And I remember me, and I want to say Luke Marsh, but that could be way off. Uh, we basket, but he's like, this is how you basket carry someone. And we carried her down the hill to a car. But I don't remember like what happened. Did she break her leg or just, did she? Yeah, she broke, she broke her leg, man. She was on crutches for a while. Oh, wow. And were you dating then? So now we know it was your fault. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think she stepped in a hole or something. I can't something. remember that. I mean, we might've been dating. She might've also been dating one of the older guys too at the same time. <laughs> uh, the other things, let's see, other stories I remember about Nate. We gotta, I mean, I think we have to talk about the tattoo. I think. Yeah, the, the tattoo, tattoo has to be brought up. The sky dog lives. <laughs> Dude, it's a lot. It, it, 
it got a lot bigger down here in the south like i mean it hasn't it hasn't gotten bigger in probably 15 years but when i first got down here it grew tremendously (laughs) (laughs) so for those that don't know nate i want to say maybe junior year was it junior year or sophomore year that you got it do you remember Sophomore year, but it was only those two little words that started out with just Sky Dog Lives. Yeah, Sky Dog Lives. Joe used to to call me Sky Dog. Sky Dog (laughs) used to call me that. So Sky Dog Lives was in reference to what? Why did you get it? Dwayne Allman. You know, it's when you have an older brother that's eight years older and you think is just the coolest guy on the planet. You know, whatever he was into, I was into. And he was in love with the Allman Brothers Band. And so my whole family, actually, me and my younger brother and my parents, we all really liked those guys. And um, anyway, so I got that. That's Dwayne Allman. It's a little thing for kind of his death. But it grew into a little more than that over the years. But I remember one time I was getting pinned by either Rick Umstead, who was a state champ from Northampton, or uh, or Christian Luciano, who, rest his soul, passed away, but was a two- or three-time state champ from Nazareth or Northampton. I was getting pinned. I was a sophomore. They were older than me. Frank Gonzalez wimped out that week and said he was sick. So he fed me to the wolves and I had to freaking step up to his weight class and and wrestle one of those guys. As I'm getting pinned, the dude's reading my tattoo. He's he's pinning me in front of the whole state, in front of the whole uh, wrestling arena. And he's like looking at the people in the stands and then reading the tattoo and making this funny face. And I'm like flailing. I'm flailing underneath them. They're just fighting for my life as he's reading the, the dumb tattoo on my shoulder. <laughs> uh, man, I remember that. I, I remember when, I, mean, I remember that exact moment because I remember we all went to watch you because you were wrestling 175 against Northampton, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, you remember that when I got, I mean, I got pinned a few times that year. But I, that well, was yeah. Because he read it. I remember thinking, because you we were still like under, but it was like a big match for you to be like jumping up to wrestle 175. Because I don't know what you weighed. Well, it happened. Dude, I wrestled three state champs in the same year. They were all at Frank. Frank, I hope you're listening to this. They were all at Frank Gonzalez's weight class, and he happened to get sick on the big <laughs> weeks when he had to wrestle state champs every week. So I would have to, I was the weight class below him, and I was behind somebody at the time. I was young, I was a sophomore, and I was bumping up to 181 and wrestling all these absolute studs from Parkland, John Trench, Rick Umstead, mm-hmm. Luciano, all these guys that Frank wouldn't wrestle. I'll never forget that, Frank. I got a lot of scars and bruises still, Frank. <laughs> and then you doubled down on the tattoo because, like, you got a little shit for it. Like, hey, wow, Sky Dog, we call you Sky Dog. Oh, it, and then you doubled down bigger. at some point and then you put the dates of Dwayne Almond's. You're like, yes. I'm going to make this even more. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely, man. But you were the only, pr- I mean, I knew. It was a wrestler. All the wrestlers had them. And, you know, I was cracking the, the lineup as a sophomore, which, you know, was normal for, for the real little weights, but it wasn't normal at like 171 or 181 or whatever it was. So I got it to kind of, you know, try to fit in and with the wrestling team and do that. In fact, I think Mike, I think Mike Lapping or Todd Yowie or somebody was instrumental in me deciding to get it. Maybe North Where did Mark. you get it? Where did you get it? Did you go to some shop or? Because uh, it looked like it was home. No, I went to one that my... Well, I remember asking my parents, I said, look, there's places in town I can go to that aren't going to require a signature, but I'm not sure you want me to go there. You know, the whole wrestling team has them. I'm doing well. want to get this little thing. And so my, 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 my dad or mom signed for me to go to one of the places off Main Street down there. 
kind of like between that bridge that went over to like Elisa's neighborhood and uh, and mm-hmm. Main Street. There was that other street behind it there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I miss that downtown. I remember during I remember during the Christmas months. I think they did like a tree kind of down by the mm-hmm. river down there. They had a nativity scene. Yep. And a real nice little uh, Christmas downtown area that I, I remember, man. They do that every year. They make the downtown area just beautiful. This year, even more so. Did you see what happened? Like Netflix picked Stroudsburg. Netflix decorated Stroudsburg. Like, I don't know how. Get out of here. Yeah, like we got a little notoriety recognition there. Hey, what was the name of that restaurant um, that was kind of hung out back over that river? Twin Willows. Uh, Willow Tree. Um, No, not Willow Tree. Willow Tree. Willow Tree. Twin Willows was the bit of a rougher bar out in Scioto that was (laughs) (laughs) very different from the Willow Tree, which had very fine dining, but had that sweet deck and... uh, yeah, so are, let me just yeah, let me just catch up place. here real quick because uh, obviously Jay knows you a, a lot better than I do. It has a lot more me- memories. So let me just catch up. So you have a younger brother, John, right? And then you have an older brother who's like eight years older than you. Who's that? That's Brent. He's a defensive coordinator at Penn State there now. So anyone that's Penn State fan, you know, might might have seen that okay. his name popped up. Uh, and and you know, it was just so that's pretty cool. the three of you. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. and your dad was the was the coach at ESU, and that's why you were in in Stroudsburg, right? Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, can I tell you one really funny yeah, sure. thing on that note? That's why we're here. Jay's gonna get a freaking <clears throat> kick out of this. My my current wife, I think. I mean, I've only had one wife. But you just said your current, current one. <laughs> like, What's going on? Are there problems? You're gonna you're gonna have it a, a future my girlfriend. Or... <laughs> Do you have some plans? It could have been, been my girlfriend before, but I think it's my current wife. I I've t- taken several people through Stroudsburg that I've dated through the past twenty years, and uh, we go to floods right for lunch. There's one guy sitting at the bar, and I'm telling her all about Stroudsburg, and giving her the whole spiel about floods. And he turns around and he says, Nate Pry? Listen, right? My head goes. I'm going to guess who it is. I'm not going to guess, but I got to guess who it is. No, listen, 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 bro. You're not going to guess. You're not going to guess because it's not something you would think of, but it's hilarious how this goes. So he starts rattling off football statistics from Stroudsburg. Tackles. He remembered my tackles my senior year. He knew all about dad. He knew about john and he knew about me winning the mvp and he knew about me following nordmark to bloomsburg and he kind of followed my career at bloomsburg a little bit and i'm just sitting here thinking wow all the lies i told this chick are validated by this guy i don't even know who he is turns out he was a statistician in the press box that kept all the stats when we played. Wow. And so he basically knew it because he had to. It was his job to know that stuff. That's amazing. <laughs> but it was funny, though, man. And then the, and the only other time I went back to visit, man, uh, one of my Bloomsburg buddies, Mike Lelko, who was a, a, a first-team all-PSAC wide receiver, got married. At, is it Mount? Not Mount Airy, but that golf course that was really pretty up there. Mount Airy was the golf. There was a Mount Airy golf course. No, oh, you're talking about it's, it's a big, Great Bear, Stroud, maybe Stroud. Oh, Stroudsmore, yeah, yeah. Okay, and we went and we went downtown. I took everybody from my college downtown. After that, this was probably ten years ago. Went back to floods. Ran into Joe's older brother there, sitting in the back yeah. with a group of people. I 
I've always had like excellent uh, experiences bringing people back to Stroudsburg. Like it's like a good sell. It's like easy because you like there's like a lot of strong hit. And like literally, like you said, like you walk into a bar and people are like, Jay, what's up? How you been? And they're like, do you know all these people? I'm like, well, kind of, uh, you know, you sort of. I know. <laughs> It's the perfect, it's like the perfect in-between between a place where you get a lot of different people, people that actually visit there, like a, it's, you know, it's kind of touristy in some ways, but then you still feel like it's a down-home, real little town when you go home. That's exactly right. I mean, out. yeah, when I, uh, when I was 29, 30, I actually went back to live there for a few years, three years or so. And uh, man, it was like, it was so welcoming, just really great. And I had gone through some stuff and, you know, it was so great to be home and, and there were so many nice folks and new friends. And uh, I mean, it's just such a great place. Yeah. I want to throw out some other stories here. See if Nate remembers after, well, while we were in college, we used to, you started working with my dad. Like my, I used to work for my dad painting houses and you needed a gig and you used to paint with us. Adam Slavin did too. Not Adam Slavin, Mark Slavin. Mancuso! Yeah, Mancuso, Mancuso was the man. And uh, I, one time we were, we were working at Bob DeRoe's house. Bob DeRoe is the guy who invented Schoolhouse Rock. He lived in the Poconos. He's like an icon. Uh, but we were on, and you probably didn't know who he was, but we were on his, his farmhouse roof replacing it. Dude, I and remember that. You, you dropped like through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you, you happened to catch, like you had the back of your knee on one rafter and your armpit on the other rafter and your butt was hanging down. Like you were going, like you were about to drop a floor and a half onto a table. <laughs> and luckily you caught yourself and pulled yourself up. But I remember thinking, oh man, that could have been really bad. <laughs> I'm still sweating from that, man. Oh. Do you remember that? Do you remember that hippie convent house that we went through? Yes. We painted it and we spilled a bucket of paint on the roof. <laughs> with all the Grateful Dead stuff on the walls and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, man. How is how is your dad, Jay? He's doing good. He's uh he's running the Deerhead in. Uh, he well, you guys know we bought the Deerhead a while back. Uh, he's doing that. Although we're shut down right now due to COVID, but he he books the rooms and you know he tries to fix things. I mean, he fixes. He's a construction guy, but like a lot of times he's getting more and more. At, like he'll call somebody to fix things at this point. But uh, yeah, he's doing good. He's just kind of hanging. Dude, he was one of the most handiest guys I know, man. And then he grew the hottest peppers in his backyard that literally my tongue still has got a freaking. I forgot about the peppers. I forgot about the peppers too. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> Nate remembers the peppers. That's so funny. I completely blanked that. <clears throat> we took a bag of those peppers to an ESU game and we got my little brother and one of his <laughs> friends to eat them. And they just had blisters and they were breaking in the bleachers just going through hell. I remember John saying, why do my ears hurt? My ears hurt. <laughs> oh, so funny. God, I'd see, that's beautiful. I would have never remembered the peppers. But yeah. Where, what happened after uh, you left Stroudsburg? Where did you go? Uh, where are you now? How did you get there? Yeah, I went to Bloom, played football for three and a half years, had my shoulder reconstructed, ended up missing my last year, which was the year that Bloomsburg went 13 and one and uh, and played for the Division Two National Championship on ESPN with my backup linebacker from the year before who played that whole year. So that was tough to watch, but did that, got an undergrad in ex-phys, uh, moved on to Western Carolina, which is in the Smoky Mountains of North Carolina, gorgeous place, the Catamounts. I was uh, um, on the strength and conditioning staff there for a little you know, what, while. What school was Continued that? My, 
Western, Western Carolina. It, it's it's yeah, they're in the Southern Conference, which is a one double A school in the hills uh, around Asheville. A lot yeah, of people sure. know Asheville. Beautiful area. Oh, it's so pretty, man. And the and the people are really yeah. nice there. But um, did that. It was kind of short lived, and then um, from there, moved to Philly. Oh yeah, we hung out there. Worked. You live in Maniunk. I stayed at your house one yep, of the times. I lived in I lived in Maniunk, and I worked at Club La Maison, which was on the main line in uh, Bryn Mawr or Wayne, right there. And uh, did that for probably a year and a half. Had a lot of fun, but I I felt awkwardly in transition. Like I knew I'm like I was living in the basement. I was dating this chick Leah from Bloom. She went on to Villanova Law School, and I didn't have a place to live. I didn't know where to go. My parents had moved. My dad was at Duke as the offensive coordinator, so they moved out of Penn State to North Carolina. So I moved into the ba- a basement of one of those row homes. Wait, wasn't there a snake issue at that basement? Can you tell me there was something that happened with a snake? I remember. <laughs> I, this one girl, Aubrey, who I really liked, she was a little older than me. I brought her home, man. I had some some clean clothes folded on my couch. And this was not the first time. I literally was praying that a snake wouldn't show up. <laughs> and I, I look over and I'll be danged if there isn't a snake head popped up in between my clean clothes. So that relationship ended kind of badly. And that, that gets back to what I was saying, man. Uh, I just felt like, I just was trying to figure out my next move when I was in Philly. And then the, um, it was kind of an assistant strength and conditioning job at UL popped open. My brother was the defensive coordinator here at UL Lafayette. And um, it came with a master's degree. It wasn't necessarily just a graduate assistantship because there was no assistant strength coach. So I had all the responsibilities of an assistant strength coach. So I moved down here. I trained seven of the teams, uh, division one sports teams, and then helped with football. And I thought I was going to, you know, finish my master's degree and move on. But this this is a unique part of the country, too, man. It's, it's flat and it's warm, but the people and the food and the atmosphere is pretty nice. So I'm still here. Got two kids. So here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's your current wife at the moment? That's <laughs> 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 one of them. <laughs> how, how did, two kids. How did you all meet? Um... She, she was living in North Carolina and then she moved. She's from this area originally. And I was running a, a health club on the other side of town before I opened my own. And she was one of the members in there. So, uh, of course, she tells the story that uh, I used to hit on her on the treadmills whenever she would come in. But I kind of remember it the opposite. <laughs> but, it's, but that's Amanda. And then I have two two kids. I have a two-year-old little girl named Lila. And I have an eight-year-old. Oh, boy that's named great. Cyrus. That's great. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at you. And you got the gym too. Like, so, and you're running the gym, right? That's your business. Yeah. Opened up this. It's about 5,000 square foot. Um, it's, it's, it's a nice place. It's kept really clean. Got some good members. Um, uh, um, and then I opened up another one originally as a partner. And then I switched over to a consultant with um, actually the family that started Delta Airlines. Delta Airlines started in North Louisiana in a place called Monroe before it moved to Atlanta. And the Beatenharns who started that, they wanted to open a health club. Their grandson did, but they didn't have any experience in it. They started calling down to Lafayette to see kind of who was in the field down here and who would be good to help them with it. And they ended up, you know, we ended up creating a partnership, opened a gym up there, um, which is, was going really well till COVID. Um, but anyways, though, yeah, so I got that. And then in February, I'm breaking ground on a new one down here, 13,000 square feet gym with a, a Olympic lap swimming pool and basketball court. And it, it'll it'll be this one. I'm renting this spot. If 
for the last seven years. So I'm going to be moving into a building that I actually own. Nice. Um, yeah, next year. And how long have you had this? How long have you had this gym? When did you? Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. I remember the first month I wrote my rent check. You know, you, I was living on cloud nine, man. Everything was kind of working out. My, my three-year, two-year, and five-year plan was working out. And the first rent check I wrote, I'm like, I'm not writing these forever, man. This gym's going to be around a while. People like it. I'm going to make sure it's successful. So I've been working on this building ever since then. I actually got four commercial tenants leasing space from me in, in the gym building. Cool. Um, yeah, like a Pilates studio, a chiropractor, all people that worked for me at City Club at the first place I worked in Lafayette, they have uh, come back around and they're looking to lease space for me in the new building to kind of offset some of my mortgage. So let me ask you this. What work do you, out so well. you're, you consider yourself fairly successful, correct? Moderately, yeah. I guess. So what do you how, what, what do you attribute to that success? What is it about you? Man, honestly... I'll be dead honest with you. When you guys said I, that I made a decent amount of friends, I don't know if you were just lying to me for the sake of the show or not, but that's a hundred percent the reason I could, I could say my couple of degrees yeah. or whatever, but I have had so many people willing to either help with advice or with investment or anything like that mm -hmm. down here. Um, and it just, uh, I kind of, I kind of had the realization that if I kept moving every three or four or five years, I would never kind of reap the benefits of all the nice relationships I started. So when I stayed put here, all that stuff has started to come full circle, you know, and I think that's really the main reason that, that people are here, that I have yeah. the membership I have, yeah, which yeah. is a good one, you know, and, uh, and people are loyal yeah. to me for it. So yeah. it's been good. That makes all the difference. Yeah. When I moved back to run the deer head, life was so not easier, but like, just like you said, you have all these relationships that like, oh man, I need to do this. Oh, this person knows somebody that can do that. This person knows somebody can do that up here. It's yeah. Like I'm on, like, I'm like, you have to Google search everything that you want to do because you don't know anybody. Like you want to get your tires rotated and you used to go to, you used to have five places where you knew somebody. And now, like I, I felt like that when I lived in Philly and in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And that's why when I got here, I was like, man, I'm going to change my mindset. I don't want to be a nomad anymore. You know? Yeah, um, I really think it pays off. And, you know, they say everything comes full circle that it's a stupid cliche statement. But I mean, when you when you put good when you put good, positive energy out there, I, I really, truly believe it comes back around. Are these the messages that you give your clients Was they're like bench pressing? You just give them these little tidbits, nuggets of knowledge to motivate. Hi, Dana. I miss you already. See, right there. He's, that's how he makes friends. Everybody likes Nate. <laughs> that's it. It makes a, a huge difference. Those little things that you say, those little things. I mean, and it gets people to believe in you too. I mean, it gets, you know, no matter how much you lie about your stats about football, then there just happens to be a statistician <laughs> at the, at the bar who can back you up. That's so funny. Yeah, man. It's been good. It's been rewarding. Um, I, I, uh, I do thank my blessings every day because I get to work for myself and I don't have to go punch, you know, punch a clock anymore like I did for a lot of years. Uh, it's a struggle at times, but it's well worth it. You know, you still have to wake up at like five in the morning to. I don't do any of that anymore. I got trainers like uh, Dustin here. Hey, how are you? Good, thanks. I got I got uh, trainers that I put on the five a.m. and the seven p.m. <laughs> clients nowadays. I remember going out like drinking with you once or twice, and you were like, "Yeah, I gotta go to work at five in the morning." I'm like. <laughs> what that's insane i used to commute in that crappy old poop colored brown jeep that i had i used to commute from maniunk 
down the freaking i think it was called the blue route yeah uh, yeah uh, up 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 to the villanova exit and then go down the main line to that gym and i did it like every day um it, it just it was it was hard man um but you know you do what you got to do i got and as a matter of fact inside that gym called club la maison which is an awesome place there was a physical therapist who rented a huge space in the middle of that and even though i was young i was like 22 i remember thinking like that's, that's just genius because where could they get a place in a plaza where they have immediate clientele right outside and they get to cross utilize the equipment in the gym yeah. they don't have to have it all for themselves so that's why when i was putting this building together I, I carved out four spots that are integrated where I, you know, I reached out to people in, in the community that all jumped on it right away that are going to kind of lease space that basically feeds off the gym membership. You know what you should get? I know Joe's a big fan of this, the the cryo chamber. Joe likes doing that one. I do like it. <laughs> <laughs> he made me go down when I was at his house. He's like, yeah, come, we'll go do a cryo chamber. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? It's pretty wild though, man. But man, there's a lot of science behind that. It works for a lot of people. I get the best night of sleep after I do cryo. It's really good. <laughs> uh uh yeah do, do you want to say the name of your gym in case any one of our mothers wants to come for a visit sure man well it's just his audio nate so you have oh, to it's say sugar it. mill oh sugar mill sugar mill sugar mill athletic club in louise lafayette louisiana is that it lafayette, where does sugar mill come man. from um this town this uh town used to have was built on grounds of an old sugar mill down here so um there's some there's some old pictures I have up and stuff like that in the round town of like the old sugar mills, black and whites and stuff. So I went with sugar mill athletic club, but well, uh, Hey, uh, real quick, Jay, that brick red, is that a year round thing up there in Boston or cause I, when we went there, man, that was the best beer I ever had in my life and I've never seen it anywhere else. That's so weird. You're saying this cause I literally had one last night and I haven't had that beer in years. Like, that's bizarre that you would bring that up. Uh, I just rem I remember me and my wife being up there. And, you know, we got married in Ireland, by the way, right outside Dublin. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. We, were, we went for 10 days, just me and her. And we went to a little church in a place called Inniscary. And we got married there. But um, so I had kind of an affinity for those beers ever since that trip. And then when I got up there, I'm like, man, this is just as good as Smithwick's and Guinness from over there. Like, I love that brick red beer up there. Smithwick's, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah but you can't that, that brick red the way the bartender was explaining it to us was that they don't bottle it or can it it's only on draft and they only sell it up there in in boston is that well I, I think true? sam adams started canning it because i just saw it in the grocery store this year oh I, like okay. i just i bought it maybe a couple of weeks ago and i cracked oh okay, cracked okay. Last yeah, this was a while ago. but yeah that's that's a beautiful sam adams you know it's funny they don't get a lot of cred because there's so many micro brews out there like but like Sam Adams has been doing it solidly for a long time. And they're still one of the best at it. Yeah. Well, we could probably wrap up. I got a couple little things I want to bring up and see if you remember. Do you remember getting into a, this, this is like, again, the mysticism of Penn Estates, getting into some sort of altercation and someone swinging like a tennis racket at you <laughs> and you like came in with like a split on your finger. And I, you, I remember you telling me this story and you're like, yeah, and we got into this fight and he just swung at me with a tennis racket and I blocked it with my hand. And I'm thinking, no, it wasn't a he, it was Jenna Tardy that swung it at me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the fight occurred between me and her older brother about 20 minutes later when he came down to stick up for her <laughs> at the park. <laughs> I remember thinking that Penn State's world must be so different. Like the only thing I did was go fishing. 
I literally had nothing else to do. And you were fighting the tennis rackets. Oh my gosh. Why did you, do you remember why you got, you just for fighting for general? I do. I, I, if it's not a good reason, so you don't have to say it. I said I probably I had shot I had shot a paintball rifle and hit her in the booty with it. <laughs> but this was a little before that. But she swung the rack. So there was bad blood. The, there was her and I. It, it goes way back. We were kind of neighbors in there. So and so she swung a tennis racket at me. It lifted my fingernail up. I was bleeding everywhere. So I went up to her. I did not smack her for the record. I would never smack a girl. But I took some of the blood and I did this to her with my hand. You rubbed it on her face and then she, a little bit. She went home and her dad and her brother, who was a karate sensei, Scott, came down to the park to fight me over it. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> How did that end up? Did was he reading your tattoo or uh <laughs> you really you really want to know? I mean, I'm not afraid to say it. I remember how it went down. It was only two punches. Oh my oh, gosh. Boy. He got in the stance, and I remember he was all into karate. And I got to be honest with you, I was nervous. I was like, this guy's about to whoop the shit out of me. And Chris Frack was down there playing basketball. And, of course, Chris, he's yelling, just punch him, Nate, punch him. <laughs> so I just walked up to him, and I threw the most, the most choreographed haymaker that you could see coming from next week. And it landed square <laughs> and knocked him down into the volleyball net. He got up and he said he wasn't allowed to swing first because it was illegal because he had all this karate training. And I just walked up to him and I punched him one more time. And then that was it. Oh my gosh. Well, there it, it is. Crazy. Nate's a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone that liked Nate. Now you don't have, he's to. the least likable guy from our, <laughs> this is what we do with this. We destroy lives. <laughs> yeah <laughs> just dig up all the old painful memories i can't wait to watch more of these though man i'm, I'm really excited to see y'all work through them i'm gonna be too well this is uh this was a great first go at it i think i think maybe we peaked too early you know what i mean yeah we probably should have saved nate for like more of an arch <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so we work up to nate first <laughs> Well, we'll do another. I'll wear a different shirt and put on a different, uh, a different hat, and we'll do it again. Yeah, we could do another one. That'd be fun. Best part seeing you guys, though, man. It really brings me back, man. I mean, yeah, it's guys. great seeing you. That's too. funny. That's really fun seeing you. Yeah, that was a good time. Uh, I guess that's it. I mean, it's, I mean, is there anything else anybody wants to remember or bring up? You know, there's there's one thing that keeps coming up. And I probably need to clear the air about it because, I mean, I don't even live anywhere around there anymore. Oh, God, this is so but, exciting. You know, when that, <laughs> what are we going to talk when about? When that, when that, when, oh, I don't even know if I should say this. When that dump truck hit the middle school, there was more people than just me involved, if you guys remember that incident. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, what's I the incident? incident. <laughs> Remind us of the incident. Oh, my gosh. I have gosh. a terrible memory. This is like one of the reasons why I want to do this. I have a terrible memory. What's that? Me, me and a redheaded person uh, who was on our football team named Mike Klinger were behind the middle school and there was dump trucks there. I'm talking about the big ones with like four axles and everything. And when I got in it, man, and I pulled the freaking sun visor down, the keys fell into my lap. And, you know, we had been drinking and stuff and somehow we devised this plan. We take my Chevy Cavalier and we park it in that empty field that used to be next to the middle school. There's probably something there now. And I go down there and I get in it and I'm thinking, I'm just going to kind of see how it drives and I'm jamming it into gear. Next thing I know it's during the football season, by the way, 
it's going like 30 and I get scared. I throw the door open and I just dive out. And as I'm rolling down the hill, I hear freaking the skills for adolescence trailer just explode in the back of the middle school. <laughs> I, for 15 years, I've had nightmares. I'm going to get arrested. <laughs> I went to Jen Callahan's house. I mapped out the rest of my life with her, you know, having three years in, in disciplinary school first because of that incident. I was just ready to face the music with fingerprints and all kinds of stuff, man. So what happened then after that? Did it, so did you get caught? Was there any? There was, there was pictures of it. Um, I don't know if my mom saw them in the newspaper or what it was, but, um, but there was also a guy in our grade whose mom worked at the middle school, a short, um, really nice guy with long hair. I think she was um one of the secretaries there but he brought it up and they were the word was getting around they were just trying to find out who it was and me and mike were the only two people that knew and uh years went by and like six months ago my little brother's on facebook and he says nate i gotta ask you about this i took some screenshots of it somebody from Stroudsburg had put an aerial view of the oil can. Remember we called the middle school cause it was round the oil can or whatever. Oh, tuna can or something they called it. Yeah. Tuna can. Yeah. And so everyone from the middle that knew the middle school was, was, <laughs> was uh, commenting on it. And then um, uh, Joe, uh, the big offensive lineman we had that was a year ahead of us and went to ESU and was like all American. Joe, Joe Bailing, Yeah. Joe Bailing puts a comment that says, ask Nate Pry about the skills for adolescence training. No. And so, so, so then I start going down this whole road. John's asking me. I tell him. I, I'm trying to get a hold of Mike Klinger to see who he told. I start thinking I'm going to get arrested again. I'm 43 years old now. I'm like, holy shit. I remember that. Yeah. I was hurt for the game. Man, I don't know if we want to tell people about that, but <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm assuming the statute of limitations is over. Uh, but do you remember, I didn't, you brought up another story. Do you remember the BOMAG? Oh. The BOMAG, this is another Penn State's bizarre, like what, the, what happens in this world? That was the steak knife and the ignition of that big steamroller. You guys found a steamroller in Penn State's and they would start it with a steak knife. And they would like. There was a steak knife laying on the seat, and the, the ignition was all chewed up. It was obviously what was going on. <laughs> and neighborhood kids were just going riding around. Yeah. And it was. Funny. I went there, and I'm like, "Ooh, this is like out of my like." We started doing it, and I remember thinking that this is like slightly out of my comfort level of like this could be really bad. <laughs> and I don't do. I didn't do a lot of bad things as a kid, and. Uh, I remember, I don't know what happened. I remember the bow mag was rolling and we just, again, maybe this is what your, your MO is. We just jumped off and left and the bow mag still rolling down the road. I don't know if it took out some trees or house. We were, I was waiting for like the guard shack, the, the news bulletin for the month to say the guard shack had been told or something like, but I never heard anything else about that either. I can't believe you jumped off and let it roll and like, let it roll like that. A, it wasn't me that jumped off. <laughs> I, was, I didn't start it. I didn't drive it. I was on it and I got the hell off of it. <laughs> and ran into the woods as fast as he could. Uh, you know, uh, I would I would say that you, uh, you know you're a hero for taking out those skills for adolescence trailers because that, that was terrible. Was it Banyan? Branyan. Who was it? Mr. Branyan? Branyan. 
Brandon sitting on those damn little rainbow colored cushions in Indian style. <laughs> yeah. And there was like a recliner and a couch in there. It was at least three people who cried every day in that class. <laughs> yep. It got physical yep. a few times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was, yeah. Who, who thought up that one? I, I can honestly say, man, when I look back, I, I, I mean, I'm sure if I was reliving it now, there was days that I was upset and, and days I'd rather be somewhere else. But the whole thing has a great, a great, place in my heart and my memories man i love strasburg high school yeah it's a good time strasburg's high, strasburg's <laughs> high. i think that's a good ending i like that <laughs> ended on the, the crimson sheen there we brought a full circle you understand the reference to crimson sheen right it was in the lyrics of the song you were just singing it was our alma mater <laughs> but nobody knew oh. the actual words you just sang well i knew strasburg's high yeah and for, why why did it become a possessive Stroudsburgs? <laughs> Are there two? Maybe there's two Stroudsburgs. It's <laughs> no. I think it was for high on weed, man. Stroudsburgs high. Stroudsburgs. Yeah, high. yeah. The, the slogan. The slogan for our we fired up uh, right across our yearbook. <laughs> black with like fire on it. We fire it up. I'm surprised there wasn't a little like a little. <laughs> Man, I'm going to get back up that way sometime soon, man. I miss you guys. Yeah, 25th reunion. We should all do that. So are we going to do that? Because, you know, I got a random email from somebody about a reunion. Maybe it was our 10th, but I don't even, I didn't even recognize the name of the person. It wasn't our president um, that you were good friends with, Jay. Jay Jamie? No, Stombley was our president. That's what we haven't done yeah, anything. Joe Stromboli <laughs> was our president. <laughs> really pretty brunette that you were really good friends with that was wicked smart like i got intimidated when i talked to her because she was too smart for me uh that was jamie gregor yeah yes yeah i don't know that she held office but she was wicked smart yeah she held office in my heart <laughs> <laughs> i remember thinking that like when we i was thinking about doing this podcast i was like we're gonna be talking about girls a lot because do you remember like when you were in like from age 14 to 18 it was all about who was hot. Like, and like, we were like, oh man, she's so hot, she's really hot. And I'm like, I'm gonna be reliving those moments and just sounding like a douchebag. <laughs> like, but that's, I mean, honestly, when you're a 16 year old kid, that's what's going to your head a lot. Like, oh wow, man, she was really hot. <laughs> I know, and I mean, when's the last time we that you went through and talked about these girls? I haven't said the name Kim Spezial or Jamie Greger in like 20 years. Yeah. So I'm really glad we're doing it, man. It's good to think about people, man. That's funny. Uh, I can't wait to have Kim Speezy Al actually listen to this podcast. <laughs> I hope she feels good about it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who were your best friends growing up in, uh, in Stroudsburg? You know, I, I had a couple of groups, man. I would consider, you know, Jay and you guys kind of mixed in with those athletes like Mike Klinger and those guys, some best friends. I mean, I spent so many locker room days with Dan Ettenberg and Chromie. There, it'd be impossible for me not to, but uh, Jeremy Garris and I, man, we had a lot of good times and took a lot of trips and uh, had a lot of fun through the years. Um, Joel and Bobby. And then, you know, I remember you. Well, but Joel and Bobby and um, Sean Kukenbaker. Kukenbaker, yeah. Group. That, was, that was out in like the Snydersville, Kunkeltown area. 
And, uh, and that was, I had a, a, some of my best memories with those guys too. So, and then, and then there was the group that hung out at Nordmark's house, like Yoey and Lapping and Nicholson and all those guys. Um, I, I think I had a few groups, man. Um, but I, Did you go up to uh, the airstrip. I just, I really, the airstrip. Did you ever go up to the airstrip? I don't think I ever went, but I remember hearing about it, man. I, I never went either. I think that was just like a year or two older than us. Like we heard about it and we knew kids that did it, but we didn't get like invited or do it. I went once. Nordmark had some Nordmark had some pretty wild parties at his house. Um, he had a volleyball, a sand volleyball uh, court yep. that he had out there. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I played volleyball there a few times. That was a good time. And then we, about Nordmark, we, we so, so, <clears throat> So I followed him to Bloom, basically. He went to wrestle, and then I went to play football. And we stayed really good friends. We went to Daytona Beach for spring break one year together. He joined a fraternity there, and I never joined a fraternity because I played football, but I hung out with his fraternity brothers a lot. So I had some extenuating memories with Nordmark from uh, Bloomsburg after that, too. Nice. But Joe, to answer your question, though, I'd have to say the whole class of 97, bro. <laughs> there he is. He's back and everyone's I can't think of one person I put above or behind the others, man. That was a good good part of good group of people. Uh, it's classic right Nate there. right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about teachers? Did you ever like, were there any teachers that you got along with or didn't get along with? Man, I was thinking, that's so weird you bring that up, man. I... I was asking my, my eight-year-old who his favorite teacher was uh, before he went to bed last night so far. And I went through all of his teachers. And we were talking about why he liked each one. And uh, I started thinking after he went to bed who mine was. And do y'all remember Mr. Dennis? He was a science teacher in the middle school. I do. He was also a wrestling coach, which makes it. He was a wrestling coach. And I, I don't know. I had a connection with Mr. Dennis, man. He was a really nice guy. I had a horrible science career, but I got the science uh, student of the year when we were in eighth grade from Mr. or six, whatever grade it was from Mr. Dennis. I have a queer little plaque that says science student of the year. <laughs> he was a good guy. Didn't he used to do that thing where he'd like pull out a fake tape recorder and he'd go like, note to self, Nate has trouble yeah. paying attention in class. And then he'd yes, back. note to self. <laughs> he said that a lot. He said that a lot. Yeah. He was a fun dude. But uh, Mr. Robeson I, I was did. also a wrestling coach, right? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, Mr. Robeson could do true one-handed pull-ups. Not the ones where you grab you grab this wrist with this wrist, but a real one-handed pull-ups. He could rattle off like 12 of those things, man. There's some memories. I don't know if you guys were down there much, but when you walk down that to the cellar of those buildings where those wrestling rooms were and that old weight room behind the wrestling room on one of them, man, there's a, uh, I have a lot of wrestling memories from down there, man, getting my butt kicked and trying to maintain with those guys did you ever but, were you ever i tell people this and it blows people's mind we had a rifle team do you guys remember that they used to literally shoot guns in our basement of our school in that in that room and the only reason i know is because i would see remnants of the setup during wrestling and i'm like what are the, it would be like you know perfectly aligned with the pads for the arms and, and you could tell somebody was shooting down there i never really so knew i just remembered this that. actually the other day you so you guys wouldn't remember this i don't know maybe you would because you were in the football game but during homecoming we used to put together floats right and there was a whole big parade floats and everything uh one year was decades and so our class did the 1890s and we set up a whole like cowboy thing and in the middle of the cowboy thing, we pull out guns and start to shoot each other. Do you remember that? Does anybody else remember that? I mean, we were, we were probably getting yelled at. Yeah, you were getting yelled at. 
I do remember I got involved with the float one year. And again, circling back to Jamie Greger, it's because it was being constructed ah, yes. at her house. That was a, yes. that was a wild night, actually. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, do you, uh, is that the same float? Was that I, the cowboy float that I recall? I don't know. I'm not Greger's? sure. I'm not sure. I'm just, the, it, the way things have changed is, is remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> but yet some things stay the same, brother. I would, I would actually like to go back to like a Strasbury high school football game. I wonder what they're like. Cause that used to be like a big deal. Like, like it to us. You know what I really wonder Jay is like the things that the, the way we felt as like a 17 year old kid going out there on a Friday night lights, like was, was there really a thousand people in the stands? Cause to me there was a hundred thousand. I mean, like it, you know what I mean? Like you kind of wonder was the world as big were, was the scale in the world as big as i i thought it was when i was that age you know what i mean it, it, things that get things get things get smaller and the walls come in on you uh as you get older you know yeah i i mean i try to explain it to people like it wasn't like texas football like people weren't driving hundreds of miles to go to a football game but we literally we we would pack the stands i think most nights it felt like it to me. It felt like it was a great environment for foot, for Friday night football, man. Yeah. And like you would get no, like, like you said, like the statistician would know you or like, you know, like I would have people's parents like come up to me and like, Hey, yeah. you had a really good game the other day. I saw you in the paper and blah, 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 yeah. you know, like that sort of stuff. And I do remember that people knew wrestling and they would know football that didn't have kids. The one thing I tell people is that I think, you know, when you're in a good sports town, is when it's not just the parents that know the stuff, but you actually have fans that maybe had kids 10 years ago, but they're still fans, you know what I mean? And they might go to the games or go to the matches, even though they don't necessarily watch in a family member anymore. Yeah. We had a lot of that there. I think it was, I think it was a good environment for sports, man. I can still hear that announcer dude saying my name every, pretty much every play, because that was our offense. Uh, Did it sound like this? Jay Wilson for a two yard game. <laughs> <laughs> Just do that five times and you got a first down. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. I tell you, you know, I heard, you know what I heard the other day? Uh, I heard the, um, I think it's the the Michigan fight song. It's the dan, 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 dan. And like, I got like emotional because that was like, that's every time I scored a touchdown or you sort of, that, that's the song they played. So it was like, that background music that you weren't registering, but like yeah. at that moment, like if you hear it, it just brings you back to that moment. It's like the happiest yeah. time of your life. You just scored and you're hearing that song. I only heard it once and it was probably like on an on a fluke. I probably ran the wrong way and ran in before my brother. That was right before my brother beat me out for the quarterback job. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, John became the quarterback, which I think was a very smart strategic move based on how we utilize the quarterback really um you know the linebacker thing i loved it to death and i didn't like having to switch gears into the huddle and kind of try to try to run the offense after trying to tackle people with my utmost strength and you know ambition so i you know at the time it was kind of a hard pill to swallow he had a better arm than me and he had a few years ahead of him you know and i was finished but i, I knew i was gonna if i was gonna play college ball it was gonna be on defense so I, it was okay with me but yeah but having you a tight end was worth more than having you a quarterback because all you were doing was handing the ball off anyway you know what i mean but yeah, McFadden was a good tight end. He was a good tight end. He was a real good football player. You know, you know, Jay, our class was very small on athletes. I remember like the class ahead of us had like 14 players and we had like six, but man, we all, we were all gritty. Yeah. Bro, every one of us. Dude, we beat. Chromie and 
We, I mean, we, I feel like we were a respectable squad. I mean, sorry to talk football. We're not going to get too in the weeds, but yeah, like we beat all the local teams, like except yeah. except the one that had the former NFL star on it, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, how yeah. the hell are we going to beat him? That was for those that don't know. We played James Mungro. He went on to crush every record at Syracuse, and it's he broke like every high school rushing record, most and all Syracuse records, and he scored a bunch of touchdowns. He he has a Super Bowl ring with the Colts. Well, he was behind Adrian James. Otherwise, people wouldn't. He'd be a household name if you wouldn't mind him. Yeah. But uh, do you guys remember the walk on Thanksgiving in the snow back so, from East Stroudsburg after beating? Yeah. Them? So I was going to bring that up because that might be more. We there was this thing that our towns did. There was Stroudsburg, and then there was East Stroudsburg, and then there was the Turkey Day game. And so the Turkey Day game was this game between East Stroudsburg and Stroudsburg, and if you won in the opponents. Uh, arena, you would walk the trophy, the little brown jug, right? You would walk that trophy back to your home school. Yeah. So did you guys ever do that? We did it our sophomore year. It's the only time we beat East Stroudsburg. But I, yeah. I remember, I remember the cop like trying to tell Coach Ross that he couldn't walk down the road, and Ross giving him a piece of his mind, like we've been doing this for thirty-five years. Get back in your car, like Ross. <laughs> Ross is beautiful like that. Yeah. Do you, I remember um, it was. Like, and there was a big thing it was in Sports Illustrated. Like, it was like. We were in Sports Illustrated, yeah. Do you remember, Nate, do you remember the one time that. Ross called me one. I'll give her, I want to hear Ross stories. Let's do some quick Ross stories. Real, real quick, man. Um, the security cop saw a BB gun in my car in the parking lot when we were seniors. It was one of our last games. We were seniors, man. And um, I get called to the office after school and my dad's sitting in there and they want to search my car. And like immediately I'm thinking to myself like, oh man, is there, a, there's not a, you know, maybe a bag of weed or something in there, you know, like I, I got nervous. They come out with no weed, but like four pocket knives and a BB gun. Now the one, one pocket knife was in the glove box. One, my fishing tackle box was in the trunk. They took the pocket knife out of that. Ridiculous. Well, they, they, they suspend me out of school for 15 days. This is a Thursday. Holy cow. I get home. My mom's crying. My dad is irate, I'm about to miss the last two football games. I'm just thinking that like my schooling's over. Like I, it was really emotional. About an hour into the family breakdown, I get a call. Nate, Coach Ross, pregame practice, 7.30, be there. Everything's good. I'm like, all right. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> that guy's amazing. He had went over somebody's head because we had a female principal. I forget her name at the time, but she's the one that suspended me. She, and, uh, and, and Ross came back and kind of, uh, it wasn't Thornton. It was a, it was a lady. If I remember correctly, Bridget Kelly, Bridget Kelly, Bridget Kelly. Yeah. Bridget Kelly. But we had tack on our side. I remember one time I like parked somewhere and you know, you get the slip and you got to go down to talk to tack in the morning. And he was our freshman football coach. And he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like I missed the parking spot. I got here late. He's like, just get out of here. But he told Well, Ross's wife was the AD. Yeah. So, I mean, it was on lockdown for sports at that school. I mean, like the athletes. You assholes. Names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ross is beautiful. That dude, I, I mean, hands down, he was like one of the most motivational dudes I ever like was around. Like he, he would talk to you. And you were like, I, I'm going to go run through a wall right now. Like, that's how excited he would make you. You know how he told me my brother was going to take over the starting job? 
he calls me in that crappy little office. You remember his office? Oh yeah. Not not no not at school. The coach's office. The yeah, yeah. The coach's office. He calls me in that office and he says, "You know, Nate. Now, given I'm not I'm not really a hunter at the time." He says, "You know, Nate." He says, "You know when you see that decent buck walking through the woods and it's like a six point and you're like, man, that buck's fast. It's big. It's a six point and you want to shoot it, but you know you." You wait because maybe there's a 12 pointer coming around the hill, you know? And I just feel like your brother might be that 12 pointer. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'll take my six points and go play defense, you asshole. <laughs> oh, man. That's beautiful. Well, I think that's a good note to end it on. I mean, I could keep doing this all day. We should save it for the next episode. Yeah, man, I really appreciate you guys inviting me, man. It's been an awesome walk down memory lane. And uh, how do I how do I find the, the future one? Well, I think what I'm going to do is I'll throw it out on Facebook and then uh, I'll just let people know that they're there. They're, you know, it'll be on like Stitcher, uh, Spotify or whatever. But I think what I'm going to do is uh, we're going to get a bunch in the can and then we'll probably like release you know, two a month, two a week or two or three a week, a month or a week or something like that. Awesome. Well, keep me posted on it, man. I can't wait to see them. Are, are there any people that you suggest we should do? Is there anybody you want to hear from? It's just our, our, um, just our class is who you're working through, right? I mean, for now, we'll see, we could, we could expand beyond this, but. You know, I don't have a personal Facebook, um, but I've heard a bit about Entenberg uh, through the years. You know, I, I've always, I've always been curious to see exactly how the road has taken him to where he's at now. So I, I thought him and, you know, we could probably throw Kim Spezia out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, confess her undying love. The other, hey, Jay, the other one would be Jen Callahan, man. Her and I are, she's one of the only people I still keep in touch with. We send Christmas cards and stuff. And uh, she got two beautiful kids out West and married somebody out there and she's doing pretty well. So she's a good one too. Man, I haven't heard about her in a long time. Wasn't she in England or something? Yeah. Right? Didn't she live? I thought she lived in England. Maybe I was wrong about that. No, she, so she, I think her, her husband, her current, her husband, her current husband, her <laughs> husband lived in England, her husband lived in England, I believe. And then she met him in, um, in Vegas and they ended up getting married and they live in, uh, in Nevada. Oh, cool. But, um, yeah. Uh, and, and they have, a, they have a pretty home and two really pretty girls. And in fact, our girl, we actually have girls with the same name, Lila. Nice. But yeah, man, that's, uh, that's awesome. I'd, uh, I'd love to catch up with you guys again. If you, if you can ever sure. squeeze me in. Yeah, right. definitely. I think that's, you are a, a very, uh, you're a perfect guest for this. You're a good one to start <laughs> with. So, well, what we need to do is have some cold beer sometime in person, man. My God. Well, you know, should we maybe meet in, should we meet in Atlanta or Virginia beach or something for like a random long or the 25th year of uh, reunion, man, let's do it. Yeah. I think Joe and I were going to go to the 20th, but then we threw our birthday party like the week after it. So we didn't go. We're terrible people. <laughs> 25th. Is that a thing? Is 25th a thing or are we making Maybe. that up? I mean, we got to start doing it now because we're going to start dying at some point. I mean, like <laughs> we're getting old here. <laughs> I see the gray in your beard. Yeah, man. I know. It looks this good is, on you. There's no hiding that. You should have Joe take his hat off. Uh, <laughs> Check this out, Nate. <laughs> that is priceless. Everybody's old, guys. Okay, except Nate. Nate's very he's, he's got a very beautiful mane of hair. <laughs> Dude, I got plantar fasciitis and indigestion on a regular basis. <laughs> I wish that was the worst that I had. <laughs>
All right. Well, guys, keep me in the loop. Cool. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, man. Yeah, and thanks everybody for listening. If you're still hanging on, that's amazing. And uh, yeah, we're going to wrap it up right. You got anything else? Over now. Now. <laughs>